0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bry Time. This week, I spoke with my friend Lon, who I met in college. Unlike my prior two podcasts with Dave and Jay, who I've known for over 40 years each, Lon is a relative newbie, with us only having become friends a little over 30 years ago. Despite being new friends, I've gotten to know Lon pretty well in this short time, and as you'll see, Lon is one of the nicest and most thoughtful guys you'd ever meet. Not only that, Lon's an excellent lawyer in New York City, a guitarist, and more recently, a practicing Buddhist for several years—all topics we discussed during the podcast. I know you're going to enjoy hearing from him. So, without further ado, I give you Lon. What does a man with a lot of interesting friends and some time on his hands do? He starts a podcast. Welcome to Brytime Time—a sit-down with a different person from Brian's inner circle. So get ready—it's
1: Bry Time. Hey, Lon! Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I, I am absolutely thrilled to be here. Look at you—you're all set up like a pro. <laughs> well,
0: listen—you're you're our you got third the podcast.
1: Soundproofing. You've got your notes. You've got high
0: tech. This is a very, very serious operation. Well, well you know, when I do things, I try to do them right. Um, you, I told you this. I, yes. Although I don't know if you remember, you were supposed to be the first podcast guest. And now I'm number what? You're number three. Okay. Um, but you know, three's it just okay. Ordered, but but the point three's uh, near the top. Yeah. The only reason I'm saying that is when I thought who would I want to have first? You know, you could say, oh, get the Galoot. He's a funny guy. He's very funny. Or get Jay. He's zany and he's got red and, hair. He's, a, he's got red hair. But my thought was, of my friends, you are like the best combination of like thoughtful, interesting, smart funny, mm. like, flattery, Flattery. No, no, you kidding. flatter all your... That's what... That's, now I
1: understand. You've been reading about how to do a podcast. You flatter your guests. <laughs> you, pour them, you pour them alcohol. I went out to And, the, and then you, you think they'll say, say interesting things. Well, yes, I do remember you telling me you wanted me to do this. I didn't think you'd be... Let me say this. I didn't think you'd actually pull this off and get yourself a real podcast going. I think you have a podcast going. I'm going to guess you have like, what, four or five people who listen to to, to your interviews? Yeah, that might be a little high. Okay, but... <laughs> so three or four. There's Jacob, <laughs> no, he... there's Elise, there's Cousin Dave.
0: Yeah. It All like, right, listen. People have to, you know. Okay. But, but we'll see. You know, listen, it, can, it could take off. And the I'm audience hoping... might
1: be going viral.
0: Well, I'm, uh, with lawn Al- with as the guest, I think this is where we can really break through. So, so let's talk. <laughs> That's what we're here for. All right. So, you know, the normal way I've done can it I is- Can I drink this while yeah, we talk? Yeah, I encourage. Right, okay, I'm going to drink this. Lon's a tequila guy, so I went out and got some Patron. And you probably should take it home, the bottle, when you're done, because... Or I can keep it here if you're going to come again. I'll come again. But no one will drink tequila. I don't tequila. need to travel with an open bottle. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs>
1: okay. But uh, I appreciate it being here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I always start with asking the the guest to say, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, Where you are from? What's your background? Where am I from? Because some my people goodness. might want to know.
1: Okay. Uh, my way. name is Lon. I'm from... Long Island. I'm from beautiful Port Washington, Long Island, New York. Um, Tell you about myself. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Plainview, Long Island, New York. And I went to college with you.
0: What was life, life in Plainview like? And frankly, I don't even know. I know you have a few friends that yeah, I love. That of. we've never talked about Plainview. I don't think we have.
1: Well, Plainview is in the middle of Long Island. It's nowhere. It's not near the south. It's not near the north. It's not near the beach. It's not near the city. It's not near the ham. So for the it's, richest Long it's Island, it's just people would smack dab boring middle of the. No, it was actually a great place. I thought it was a great town to grow up in. Um, we. I don't know. It's pretty... It, I, we still have friends. We have, we have friends who are there today. Dave Brenner lives there. Yeah. Robbo lives there. That's right. Um, Howard and, Meyer lives there.
0: And Robbo grew up there, right?
1: Robbo grew up there. I Dave was, Brenner,
0: too? Dave Brenner did not. He
1: grew up... I forget what town Brenner grew up in, but, uh, but there's a bunch of there's a bunch of friends from Binghamton who are there now. Um,
0: Obviously, they were the less successful friends. <laughs>
1: Listen, Plainview, I think, is a great town. And I will be there... <laughs> I'll be there. I'll find there this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> till what? Oh, oh, you mean the Long Island? Well, you're gonna oh, yeah, out. yeah. Then we got to figure out an exit. Yeah. But that, that's another story. Life is too expensive.
0: And you, you have uh, some sisters, am I right? I have
1: three. I have three. I'm the big brother. I have three sisters: Jennifer, Eve.
0: But anyway, but anyway, I love guests with a lot of family members and siblings yeah. because yeah. they have potential podcast listeners. So with three I do- sisters, I do- that's great. We,
1: we could double your we could double your <laughs> listening audience with my three sisters. There's Jennifer, who's a year younger than me. There's my sister Eve who uh I don't know what is she 4 years younger than me and my my baby sister Sarah who's engaged to be married getting married next month is she the FBI agent she everybody thinks she's the FBI agent when i say she works for the government and she has like some connection
0: well she she has a gun well
1: yes <laughs> All right, so
0: she that's a fair is reference.
1: under the umbrella of Department of Homeland Security um, for a while she was under the umbrella of ICE now she's actually in a in a role where she's kind of loaned out to a uh a not-for-profit that's involved with uh, trying to uh, trying to catch, like, child predators. It's pretty serious stuff. Yeah, um, like those,
0: those guys are on Do that. you remember the
1: guy, Adam Walsh, whose son yeah, of course, of course. was a part of that tragedy Absolutely, back yeah. when we were? So he started a not-for-profit foundation that I think is dedicated to make sure that child predators get caught. Yeah. And my sister is kind of involved with... She gets to shoot them. Well, <laughs> I right? think she gets to help to try to catch them. And shoot them, potentially. Um, she has a gun. You said you that, so I suppose she could. Does she bring it to, like, family events? She does. She's had – when we were – I remember her, her coming to visit when the my girls were little, and it became a conversation, like, where was she going to lock her gun in a place where my kids wouldn't find it and kill Natalie was kill okay somebody. with the gun in the first place in the house? Um, well, uh, she's, a, she's kind of federal, tra- you know, trained in law enforcement, gun protocol, so I don't think – so Maybe couldn't. Natalie didn't know. Maybe she just told me <laughs> in a whispered head. hush in the hallway when Natalie couldn't hear. No, I think uh, yeah. Did so she did. You like when she and taught? she has to travel with a gun. It was a, like yeah, yeah. when she's in an airport. Of course, she needs to disclose to. Uh, security and to anybody else, would know, she, to, to she the talks, air marshals. When yeah. she
0: talks, would she kind of like point with the gun a lot like <laughs> <Yeah>. weird, <laughs> weird, weird <laughs> science like the guys, the kids are facing <laughs> off against those those zombie looking well, people. Well listen, I said she's a
1: law enforcement protocol, isn't that part of it? That to just, to just wave, wave and point <laughs> recklessly right. Right. is what she would do. Yeah, so my little sister um, is getting married in about four weeks.
0: Congratulations. Thank you very much.
1: Where is it? Where's the wedding you mean? Yeah, yeah. We're going to be celebrating somewhere in rural North Carolina. Yeah, I was going to say... There's going to be no Wi-Fi.
0: There's going to be no cell reception. Oh, really? It's going to be very interesting. Wow. Yeah. I was going to say, as you know, if it was going to be like one of those Caribbean destination weddings... I would have liked, I would have taken a late invite.
1: You would be there wearing all white, (laughs) looking as handsome as possible, requesting Britney Spears Toxic from a classic rock band. By by the way, tell that story. That, to me, was one of the most, on the one hand, funny, and on the other hand, pathetic. pathetic episodes i can recall we were we were together at one of your free getaway vacations cuz you have a black card you're you're the guy, you're the one guy i know who has a black card and if there's 10,000 people in the world who have a black card you're the one guy who probably shouldn't have it but i think it's hilarious that you get these promotional free vacations which cost thousands and thousands of dollars for us by the time we're done because we, <laughs> but just, just the incidentals the taxes and the fees cost more money than any of us can afford but we were at one of these black card promotional free weekend getaways it was, it was a private island we were at Jumby some Bay. private island in the Caribbean is that what it was, Jumby Bay? Jumby Bay okay, cool. I didn't remember that but I do remember it was like everybody come for the uh, for the beach party and everybody was
0: All the Guests of the All resort. the Guests
1: yeah. were to come to the beach party and there was gonna be a beach party barbecue with a band and it was great. It was beautiful weather. And, and beautiful and everyone, people. It was
0: called the white some kind of white dress party, right? White yeah. dress party. Everybody yeah.
1: dressed in your finest whites. I had nothing white. I <laughs> you were your, your, your white gray, gray yes. was close enough. But was to me what was hilarious about it was they had a an excellent classic rock band playing everybody's favorite songs from the 60s and the 70s. And, (laughs) and they said partway through that they take requests. And, (laughs) and I guess they should have been a little more specific with us or with you and telling us that their requests were, they should have been within the large umbrella genre of rock or classic rock music. But um, you heard the word request, and so you were going to take them up on their offer, and I thought it was hilarious, so you went up, and you actually requested that this classic rock band that had been playing um, Neil Young, um, Rolling Stones, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and you thought it would be appropriate to ask them to play Britney Spears, and not just any Britney Spears, but you had a specific Britney Spears <laughs> song you wanted them to play. You asked for Toxic, <laughs> and... It was it was great. Well, they had the, that woman singing because who was, who somehow was you were like on the mic because you you stepped up close enough to the lead vocalist who was still mic'd at the time, and you asked for Britney Spears' "Toxic," and so the conversation between the two of you was, I thought, hilarious. As he looked at you, I don't think he had ever heard, I don't think he knew who you were talking about, yes. but I think someone else in the band did, and when they told him that "Toxic" is by Britney Spears, meaning that like you know pop star from two decades later um <laughs> he basically told you to go sit down
0: well he, he looked enjoy at me your barbecue dismiss me he, yeah well you, well well you deserve, actually, yeah. before he dismissed me and maybe you didn't hear this part i said okay fine if not him if not britney can you play some michael jackson
1: yeah that wasn't gonna happen and either. they looked
0: at me and they, yeah. they really just kind of made me feel like
1: they badly. didn't know what to do with you but i think they asked you politely to sit down and enjoy your barbecue well, do you
0: remember what happened next I don't. So so it, the the barbecue was I laughed. Kind of a buffet. Everyone laughed. Well, everyone laughed because yes, <laughs> you guys you and Lisa and Natalie saw what was going on. And yes. But at some point, you know, ten, fifteen minutes later, I'm at the buffet line for my third you know, my third it's, course. Listen. We and paid four thousand dollars for that free <laughs> free buffet. <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> Might as well get three and double they, servings.
0: The music stops basically and they say we just want to make a quick announcement. That fellow over there in front of the shrimp <laughs> and they point to me. Said you know he wanted you know Britney Spears toxic, but we're gonna we're gonna liven things up. We're gonna play this, and he he basically played Michael or Jackson or. Steve. Did he play? He played some. Well, they started. They made number. They they turned it into like a party, right? Yes. I mean, people doing conga lines. We have it on video. So they started playing my music anyway. But you know they made me feel like two cents before well, that. You know. I think it was, Should I in, in, in fairness, I think it was well-deserved. I mean, I
1: don't think anyone meant, meant to uh, cause you great harm, but you had caused them great harm by thinking that they would play that. Did anyway, you, it was a very you, funny you know, moment. You kind of had to be there. I feel bad for our audience No, three. no, they, they love this it's stuff. It's not funny. They,
0: they would call in for this kind of You think? Of yeah, absolutely. So. Greg with
1: the two Gs. Are you listening? Because he's one of the <laughs> Greg three. is one of our four listeners. Yeah, we love right. Greg.
0: All right, so, so let's jump right ahead. Let's do that. To where you and I met. So I it, mean, it I, was in a, the intro, I already said it was a beautiful moment. Well, do you remember the I first time you laid eyes
1: on me? I don't, but but it had to have been within the first few days of college for me yes. because I knew coming into college that Waller was um, a friend of yours. This is Brian Waller. Brian Waller. Um, who? who right. So, just to get yeah. that
0: chronology, I'm two years older than you and two years ahead in grade. Right. Brian Waller is a year ahead of you. He's in between us. And so, I'm two years ahead of you. Right. And so, I knew coming into Shidango that Brian was going to
1: be there, and I knew that he already had friends who were there, of course, and that I had heard your name, and I heard I had heard Timmy's name. Um, I don't remember the first day that we met. I don't either. In fact, I don't remember the second day that we met.
0: I don't. Do you, what, do you have an earliest memory of us?
1: Yeah, I remember you, Jock. I remember us first semest- my first semester in college. We started figuring out that it was fun for us all to hang out together in the dorm, but that it'd probably be more fun if we had some girls hang out with us too. And so the idea came that we needed to start a fraternity. And I remember you being a ringleader to that whole idea, not just a ringleader to the idea, but you wanted to be the leader of the idea. I think it was the leader of the losers. Well, you were the leader of the losers, <laughs> but it wasn't clear that you would be the leader of the losers because you had That's a rival. Right. Right and so, what it, so So, to my mind, where you became prominent was when you were jockeying for political control over our not yet formed loser fraternity <laughs> with Tom DeBow. That's right. Who... While not as handsome as you, had, had a better kind of new wave haircut,
0: as he I did. recall. He was a kind of a preppy guy. Yeah, preppy guy. Yeah. He
1: had the collar up. He had the flock of seagulls hair. He almost didn't fit in. But it, he was no match to your charisma. <laughs> well, you were just, what was that? That was loud. I don't know. Um, so that's what I, re- I remember. I remember late for me, first semester, freshman year, It becoming clear that Brian Lenefsky was going to make this happen. We were going to have parties that were going to be sanctioned with Greek letters on a sweatshirt. And girls were going to come to our parties if we asked really nicely. And they were required to because they were
0: pledges. Do do you remember when we had the vote for who was going to be the the original president, who you voted for as between me and Tom? Tom (laughs) DeVoe. I laugh now, but it might have been a close question at the time
1: because he did have a good haircut and you were... No, I think it was clear. Um, <laughs> because Mostly because I think Brian Waller made it clear to me that I had to vote for you, that um, there were there were two camps, and he had a very small camp. I don't even think yeah. it was close, really.
0: Yeah, people that actually, I, I don't think he was very well-liked. Yeah. I think his biggest draw, frankly, was his brother had started TEP, which was our fraternity. At another college? At, at, at Albany. So ah, he had connections to that particular Coming back fraternity. to me now, that's yeah, right. So, so he had that going, but he wasn't... I don't think he was the most pleasant guy. And I remember the
1: unpleasantness reached a peak when it became clear that you were going to be the founding president, and he could have had, I think, any number of other leadership roles in the fraternity. I think he just said, "I'm out." He kind of did, right? Said, I mean, there's a long story be, there, but is there? Yeah. Does, is it, is mean, it funny? No. Is it worth sharing with your audience? It was real clear. I mean, yeah.
0: the, our executive board said we got to give Tom a position because of what he's done. I said, "This guy's disgruntled." We shouldn't give him anything, not because I was being a jerk, but he clearly wasn't going to do a good job. But they said they convinced me that we should, so we did. And then within a couple of weeks, he dropped he out. He said no, thank you. By the way, can I make a, an off-the-record comment? Yeah. I appreciate the drink, but it was
1: a very, very shallow pour. We're about 12 minutes into this... Uh, and and, and 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 I've kicked it. So this, this is Oh, our... wait. You still have the bottle here. But, but we need I'm more pour... ice. Do you need more ice? No, I'm good. I'm good with the Are you the sure? Ice. Yeah, apologize terribly. No, this is, I, apologize. I feel like a terrible no we're, no, we're good. No, we're good. Let's carry on. Let's talk about something that's that, that that. look, oh, Tep, well, I can, I can... Tep Binghamton is 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 not even important or relevant to your audience of
0: three. Because even I, I, Greg I, with I, the two Gs doesn't care I, I, about I, I, that. I, I think he would. And, Cousin and, Dave and, doesn't care. Well, I would just round it out with this. We, speaking of positions within the fraternity, yeah. while I was president, and that's an important position, yeah. the most important position, and this is indisputable, oh, went to you. my yeah. Lon, Lon was appointed social chair, the first social chair of the fraternity, and a social chair's job was to arrange parties with sororities. I had
1: two jobs, in my view. <laughs> Number one was to make sure I had the checkbook um, at my disposal so that I can go to the alcohol store it was uh, mostly south side <laughs> south side <laughs> uh beer and keg um and make sure that we had adequate amount of beer at our parties because really back then it was beer it was all beer um Actually. and secondly my job and really it should be if i was thinking rationally it should be my primary job but it was secondary to the beer was to make sure that um at least every other party had girls there and, so and when you say girls, I would, you mean mixers I mean, I mean sorority girls. So, so either we'd have, a, we'd have a full-blown party where we'd want people to come, sorority, sorority people, Just and not open to, the open to the public. Or we would have what used to be called, maybe it's still called mixers. mixers yeah. And my job was to interface with the sorority social chairs and persuade them that on their calendar <laughs> they should fit. They
0: should, uh, they should send they, their 50 girls to our house. They
1: should send to our house because we were fun. And pleasant to hang out with, and they should come to so so listen, it was a very serious role. I took it seriously. Um, I served in that role for three semesters.
0: did you really yeah,
1: you might not, I mean you might forget that, but oh, it was correct. probably my my it was probably well, I've had jobs that have lasted long less long than that, yeah,
0: but none as important.
1: it was important um, Natalie tells me that <laughs> she tells me after the fact that to the extent that I thought I was succeeding in getting at least uh, her sorority, to come to mix with us. That it was basically a chore, a burden, a punishment, maybe. That they would send their pledges. They would say to the pledges, look, you guys are large in number, large enough so that you can go and, f- and hang out with these 27 dorks in the <laughs> TEP fraternity because they're really kind of dorky and we don't want to go because we're full-fledged sisters and we have better things to do with our time. So
0: our they lives. would send the
1: pledges. Like, if you want to be in our sorority, well, like, you could either, like, mop our floors, clean our toilets, or go hang out with those guys and, and at a if party. they thought
0: for long and hard, they decided to come to our I parties. I think they came to our parties. Well, well, the truth is... I thought we threw fun parties. We, we did. By the way, that story's all true. I, I have no reason to doubt it, but I will say that Natalie's sorority and Natalie's Lon's wife, who was at Binghamton, and it was in A.E. 5 We love Natalie. Yeah, we love. and We'll get to her. Yeah, but but the reality was, her sorority was the one sorority we felt, you know, we never kind of cracked and made them like us. But many other sororities loved coming to our. That's f- a nice department.
1: way of saying Natalie's sorority were a bunch of stuck up girls.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad you said it. Let's just be, it had to be. Can said. we be more blunt about no, it? No, we sh- we should be. They and were we are.
1: snobby. Very. Very like thinking
0: they're elitist, and they, they were nothing except for Natalie. <laughs> Natalie oh, was perfect. great. Natalie was like the queen, but the others were nothing. <laughs> Hilarious. We either, but but we but we did very well in terms of attendance. I thought and we our did. Our reputation. Listen, it wasn't hard but to sororities. look.
1: The problem for the sororities, sororities was they were larger in number, right? So we were like twenty-seven, thirty, thirty-five. As we had our first few pledge classes, we got a little bit bigger, but mostly we were small. So the and the sororities were 50, 60, 70 girls. And so they were like, why are we going to send 50, 60, 70 girls to hang out with yeah, these 25 that, geeky that, guys? That was the dream. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> we the strategy. A, we were living See, the dream. That's why we elected you as our leader. <laughs>
0: yes, and we Because you
1: figured it out. <laughs> we will have two girls to every one guy.
0: That's the only other that And we will sense.
1: still not be able to connect with anybody because <laughs> well, we're so well, lame. Well,
0: oddly enough, that's not true because, listen, yeah. you got married to your sorority. I did. And I... I Got married to a big She's in over. my
1: pledge book. Can we talk about that for a second? Sure. Did was that on your like notes or prompts? The, I or I just have
0: these little notes like For the record, for the record let me say this. <laughs> for the
1: for the record, I believe professional podcast interviewers, people like you, I believe they don't bring in their guests fill them up with a, 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 a tequila, sit down, and then just start asking them questions. I believe that there is some exchange that happens before the sit-down where there's some prompts. And there's say, I'm going to ask you about this. I'm going to ask you I about try. that. You, I, gonna... We know nothing about what we're talking about. No, we're no. just freewheeling it but, here.
0: But the good news is that we have so many stories in common. Well, let me
1: say this story really quickly. Please, no, Are we no running much. out of time?
0: We can double the podcast line. We're going to go two hours. I'm going to be one. quick about this. There is I no think run. this is great.
1: One of the things we did in college was we the 27 of us who started the thing our fraternity we decided well we're not really going to have to experience a true pledge experience because we're we're just starting it ourselves we but can't. but we can kind of have a pseudo pledge experience by Sort of pseudo pledging ourselves, and one of the things we decided to do was get to know each other better than we already knew each other. And we knew each other pretty well; we were all friends already. But mostly we decided in the same dorm. part of what mostly in the same dorm, hanging out every night, wishing that we were hanging out not just with ourselves but with with pretty girls. And <laughs> yeah. part of what we decided to do was to interview each other, and we were going to set up an, a list of twenty questions that we would all ask one another to get to be more informed about everyone else. And one of my questions that I had in my list of 20 that I asked every one of us was, which girl on this entire campus would you most like? I'm trying to think of the exact phrasing, but the essence of it was, who do you most admire? Who do you most want no, as? A- actually, it, who uh, do you picture as your future? Like, let, what was my let, question? Let me, let me Help you. me there. Help me there. We
0: had five or ten questions that everybody had to ask and then five that you could make up. And in the everybody has to ask question, if there's one girl in the world you would want, who would it be? And it was kind of a question like Oh, we all asked the same question? We all asked the same question. I thought I was special. And in fact, the question that uh, was being asked was really to elicit answers like Christy Brinkley. Like it wasn't talking about Natalie. Do you remember Brian Waller's answer, by the way? I don't. Paula Abdul. (laughs) 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 I love it. My man. (laughs) (laughs) By the way. Paul Abdul back in 1987. Well, she at that moment in time she was you she know. was it. But the point was it was it was geared <laughs> towards you know who's the supermodel you like or who's the actress. You That's like. right. So some we had, of, we, had yeah. we had a bunch of we had a bunch of
1: Cindy Crawfords. We had a bunch of what was her name? The Polish uh, or uh, I'm forgetting Paulina. Yeah, Paulina. Yeah, and the, and you, uh, I'll just say this: she's upstairs right now and she's annoyed at us because we're drinking Paulina, in her, her Not Paulina, upstairs? but close, but better than Paulina because your answer. To every, I guess to all of our questions, I don't, I can't take credit for it because I was misremembering. I thought it was my question. Apparently, it was, a, <laughs> it was a, a stock question. Your answer to who you most wanted to be with, more so than Paulina or Paula Abdul or Cindy Crawford or name your supermodel, was Elise Apper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which which is amazing. I, because had, I had been drinking. There was, but, but the
1: point is there's 15, how many thousands of people were there at Binghamton in 1988 I when we know, did There was a lot of Thousands. Lot and of by girls. the way, you had approximately zero relationship with her at the time. This was an answer that you gave from afar the same way that Brian would give Paula Abdul or someone else Correct. would give Correct. I mean, Cindy I knew we had said a few words. And but. now... Just, let's just say this, raise our <laughs> glass and make a toast. Okay. She's your wife for 25 years coming on 20. Right, this year is 25 years. It, yes. That's amazing. Nobody else married Paulina or Paula Abdul or Cindy Crawford. Brian
0: married several people. Though. Well, but He
1: did. He did <laughs> that's true. And by the way, Paula Abdul is still a Listen, you never know. Paul Abdul might still happen. I think she had like him. issues with drugs. She and, does. Brian uh, doesn't yeah. mind drugs. <laughs> no, he does it? He's no. he's tolerant for he other is. people he doing. He's, it. He, he's not a user himself. No, but he's in he's case. Listen, tolerant is the word. There might Brian. come a point where <laughs> <laughs> there might come a point where Ethan is a listener. So let's just make the record clear. Brian's not a user himself. No, no. but he's tolerant. He's, and I would, I would if say someone else is a user, he's not going to like dismiss them f- out of his life.
0: Brian's tolerance is well known. Yeah. everywhere. Respect to That's respect right. to my man. So, so you know, we could stay on Binghamton, obviously. No, the let's whole move hour. On because no, no, no one but, cares. But I, I do want to do how you met Natalie because she's a Binghamton girl. Yeah.
1: So let's just short story.
0: Doesn't how have how to far be. in are we? I'm going to give you a short. We got story. all the time in the no, world. No, we don't. We do. All right. I'm. Oh, meant- okay. You need more. Hold on.
1: You're going to press pause so you can fill my tequila?
0: No, I will not press pause. I did not press pause. Actually, I did, and I ran up and got more ice volant. Cheers. Cheers to that. All right, so I want to hear the Natalie story. <laughs>
1: Second semester, senior year, um, I took an elective class at college with Nat. It was acting, Professor Richard Smith. And um, we would get together two or three times in between classes, and we'd go to the pub to, and we'd have a drink a and we'd rehearse a scene. Because you knew you were going to have to do this for the Because we players. knew we'd have to do it. And I decided that she was great and she decided that I wasn't terrible.
0: And we ended up in a relationship. What, what, what was the moment where it went from just um, acting buddies? How did you turn it into something more?
1: Oh, interesting. So I think the answer to that is, you know, we have a mutual friend who we love, Dave Gerard. And you know... Dave Girard has a sister who's a close friend Karen, of mine, sure. and um, a very close friend of Nat's, Karen. And Karen was in Nat's sorority, and although I think that Nat, Nat had that. figured out a way to not ever come to our mixer because she sent her <laughs> pledge in her place instead, <laughs> um, they had a party where the where where the theme of the party was. One of your sorority sisters chooses your date for the party. Yeah, I forget what they Remember call it. That was a thing we had one too. I think There's
0: that some Sadie Hook and I, I think that's Reverse exactly thing. it. I think it's a Sadie Hook. That's so exactly it. so. But it was fine. So
1: Karen, <laughs> Karen arranged for me to be Nat's date at some sorority thing because you had told Karen you were interested in that. Either that, I think I told Karen that, but I think first Nat said to Karen that. Nat was interested in me maybe being uh-huh. her date, and uh-huh. so I think it was
0: absolutely a hundred and ten percent mutual. Her, so one of these sorority you're girls, you're saying in the she fancy liked me sorority. first? That's right. She made well, it clear. Listen, I'm very. Did you have- take a no, look at this no, nose? Stop it! Do you it. see I, this nose? I don't like when you. Not everybody, you everybody looking-
1: bears this acute. Little button nose. I have way.
0: pictures of you in college. Yeah, I was good looking right back in the guy. day. You still are.
1: Yeah, 30. So I think that's what happened. I think Karen arranged for All us right. to go to, and we ended up kissing at the party. And that was that. But uh, This is a clean podcast. So please. All right. We didn't kiss, <laughs> but we looked into each other's eyes and thought <laughs> that we'd like to get together again in the future. And, and so, so, so that how was did, it.
0: So how did it end?
1: Well, it's <laughs> we're going away for <laughs> so our 25th. <laughs> Wedding anniversary this uh-huh. August. Yeah, we're uh-huh. going to we're going to the okay. place where we went can, can for our honeymoon. Can Elise and
0: I come? <laughs> 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 By the way, you know what I
1: love about that? Let me tell you what I love about that: that you asked, that you like offered Elise to come too. Because what what would have been more expected is if you could said, "Can I just come?" No, seriously, screw like, Elise. No,
0: but I know that it would. Be, Natalie would say no if it were just me, but. Where are you guys going? Can I come? We're going to the Greek Islands. Oh, I love the Greek Islands.
1: That was where we went for our honeymoon. And we here's that. what we're doing: we're taking our two beautiful daughters, who we family trip.
0: We'll bring we'll bring Jacob and Elise. Jacob, I mean Jacob
1: and a Brooke. J- Jacob by the end of August is going to be like establishing himself at either Yale, Harvard, no, or no, Stanford. No,
0: no. But if if um, Lauren is still around, that means Jacob will be around. Uh, that's can, a fair point. Third week, we, third week in August. Can we
1: come? The answer: I love you. No. Listen, it's, 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 uh... I can, I can accept that. We will, but we will, but we do want to take trips with you. Because we love you you and Elise. You owe me a summer trip. What do I owe you?
0: A summer trip this summer, because we didn't go last summer and you promised.
1: Where were we supposed to go last summer? Somewhere. You know what? You go every summer to the same place.
0: I don't want to go there. No, I'll go anywhere you want. Nice try. We'll figure something out.
1: Okay, okay. So let's move on. Let's move on on to something that people care about. All right. Buddhism. Buddhism. Listen. <laughs> You're laughing.
0: You,
1: you should have prompted me before. Uh. Buddhism is something everybody should care okay, about, well, well, in, that, my, that, in my view.
0: Well, I agree, and so I think in the intro I mentioned that you have been practicing Buddhism. Tell me how many years?
1: I don't know, maybe six or seven. Okay, or so eight.
0: I mean, this is exactly why the podcast would, was set up. Okay, it was for to bring in a friend like you, who's a good guy, and will get your life story, and we're hearing, it and I love it for a lot of reasons. But you have an expertise in something that people should know about. Can I interrupt uh, you? Please.
1: Okay. I don't have an expertise in anything except maybe being a lawyer because I've been doing it for 25 years. When it comes to Buddhism, I'm a student and –
0: Yes, this is what the Buddha told me. We are all students. A beginning student at that. No,
1: the notion that I'm going to say something on this podcast – for that, for either Jacob no, or cousin Dave no, no, no. or Greg with the two G's or no, Jay with no, the no. red hair, you're, that's going to be from a vantage point of expertise. No, no. bear with me.
0: Okay, well, I'll, that's I'll, not I'll, where I'm at. I will make it clear to the audience yes. of two or three now. I'm a student. That you're a student, but the, I'm not suggesting that you're some yogi in a, in a cave anywhere. I get that, but the point is, you're the perfect guy to speak about it because you're like us. You haven't been doing it for thirty years. You may be doing it five, six, seven, whatever it is, and um, it has a lot of positive effects. I've been doing it for a year now. Um, well, I, well I, let me let me back up. There's Buddhism, and one of the practices of Buddhism that you'll, I'll ask you to explain in a moment is meditation. Sure. I've been meditating for almost a year, but you've been meditating for many years now and studying Buddhism. So I would love you to tell our vast audience how you got into it, and what it's about. Give them the basics, and tell them what they have to gain by it if they want to consider it.
1: That's a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. So, so how'd
0: you get into it? So I got into it.
1: <laughs> you probably remember this. I got into it because it was eight years ago or so. I was in a stressed out, anxious place. And I was actually um, out with you. You were actually the impetus for me to become... <laughs> like, why are you laughing? It's true. <laughs> I, I, know, we were, I know, because Because... <laughs> Because I was a, at 42 years old, stressed out, um, anxious, substantially, at least in terms of my professional career, substantially unhappy person, and I love my wife, and I love my kids, and I was finding other aspects to of my life to, to be focused on, but the reality is we spend... Um, 10, 12 hours a day between commuting and actually experiencing our jobs. Almost That's long. focused on our career and it wasn't working out for me. And I remember exactly where we were. Do you remember where we were?
0: I don't. Okay.
1: We were in Grand Central at Michael Jordan's Steakhouse. And you <laughs> said to me, Look, I think you said there's three things we can do when we're totally stressed out, anxious, and feeling unhappy and unsatisfied. I think you had recently read an article that suggested that we could either um, go to therapy,
0: talk therapy, yep. talk
1: therapy. Yep. We could
0: take antidepressants, take drugs. Yep.
1: Or we could practice meditation. You had read an article that said basically these are the three things that are proven to have some substantial positive effect when people are feeling stressed out, anxious unhappy and i said well that's interesting i've done some degree of talk therapy um and i find it helpful and i find it expensive and i find it it's it's at best it's intermittent right because you go once a week or once every two weeks or whatever it um i'm not interested in taking prescription drugs um it was your prompt that made me say, I'm going to check out meditation. And I checked out meditation. So first I checked out the first thing that came to mind, or at least came to my internet search was transcendental meditation, TM. So I learned that that was what my introduction to this whole thing eight years ago, or seven years ago, whatever it was. So I learned TM. And I thought TM was really interesting. And I ended up sending Natalie to learn TM. And I sent friends and my mother to learn TM and other friends and family to learn TM. Is that right? You didn't know that? That's interesting. I didn't know that. So TM to me is interesting and it was helpful.
0: Well, you, well a lot of people don't know what TM is. So, so Transcendental Meditation is
1: a technique. You say silently to yourself a mantra, a single a, a sound that is assigned to you by your TM teacher that you... Repeat to yourself silently in your own mind twice a day for 18 minutes at a time.
0: Now, now I have to tell you, this sounds I'm, this sounds a little woo-woo. Yes, and, it does. Yeah, and it's not the kind of thing that. If people hear this initially they're gonna be like well, let me, let me, this is this is for me. I don't
1: mean to, I don't mean to, to, to make it sound that way because for a lot of people it's actually
0: No, it it's been it's been I think life changing I think it's
1: been life changing sure, or at least sure. it's been it's been something that's been positive and helpful to them. For me though, I think you're sensing my tone, perhaps. <laughs> I came away from the I came away from the experience saying, I don't really get it. It seems a little bit like a, a parlor for me a little bit like a technique it didn't make sense to me about why I realized that meditation is more than that technique or that practice. And, um, that it's really kind of a foundational element of Buddhism. And so I started reading about mindfulness meditation in the context of Buddhist philosophy or Buddhist psychology. And, um, since then, since eight years ago, I've taken a bunch of classes in how to practice Vipassana or mindfulness meditation. And um, to me, it makes a whole world of sense. And it resonates with me very deeply. And I spend as much time as I free time as I have trying to learn more about it, trying to understand more about it. And uh, I've, while i still sometimes or more than sometimes get stressed out and anxious. And certainly there's a, a lot of, um, there's still a lot of road to travel. It's absolutely been life-changing, um, the Buddhist philosophies, the Buddhist psychologies and the the mindfulness meditation practices that I've been learning about over the last few years.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen it in you and obviously you're, you're a changed person. You say that? Well, you, yeah, I mean, ten years ago, I remember calling you when you were at your law firm, and it was seven o'clock at night, and it was, you were, you weren't home, and you were upset that you're stuck there, and you're kicking walls, and we used to joke, you're, you're, you're throwing my red book, my yeah. lawyer's diary, <laughs> exactly, yeah. you hated that. And uh, now you're like a very calm. Well,
1: it's hard to attribute it all to well, there's, all there's, to any particular thing. Part of it is now I'm 50 instead of 35, and
0: so I'm uh, no longer the associate with, stuck working till 10 at night. Without a doubt, but uh, it obviously had a, a positive effect. But you know, I, I guess for me, and I, I've been doing it now for almost a year. I've been meditating, so I, I haven't been studying Buddhism like Lon has. So what Lon does, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Lam will meditate for 30 minutes, an hour a day, whatever he's going to do. But he also listens to lectures from people who uh, very much know Buddhism extremely well. And there's different aspects of Buddhism. Then you're going to kind of put aside a particular issue and you're going to do an hour of that issue. And, and the next day you'll do, you know, another part of Buddhism. Um, I've just been meditating. I've been studying stoicism too. We talked about that with the glute, and you'll hear that when you listen to the the glutes episode. But (laughs) I've been meditating for 15 minutes a day. Sure. And for what all that means to me is that I sit down, I focus on the breath, I just like, I try to clear my mind, I just focus on either the sensations that I'm feeling in my body or just focus on my breath. And basically, it's the idea is to realize that our minds are constantly just thinking thoughts over and over and over again. People are listening to our podcast now, and while they're listening, they're thinking about other stuff too. And sometimes they're going to be, if they're finding what we're saying interesting, which is probably very little, (laughs) they're going to be lost in their own thoughts about what they're going to be doing in five minutes. Sure. And meditation just tries tries to, I think, get you to focus on the fact about how your mind works. That these thoughts come in and they come out, and you should notice that. And um, you know, it's it's a hard thing to explain. And no, I think that's exactly right. Um,
1: I I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think that's exactly right. I think it's when we, I think the essence of meditation practice is realizing that we are, as humans, mostly distracted. We start. When you to say th- distracted. You mean? I mean, we start walking th- through life, and I mean, we start to think about something, but then we start to think about something else. So I'm half listening to you and half wondering what I should reply to you, or I'm half thinking about how I should reply to you and half thinking, are we almost done? Or half thinking, are we almost done? And then half thinking, what happens when once we're done? And so it's just natural that we're not. That our thoughts take us to some place other than the here and now, and f- largely, what I think we learn through meditation practice is that um, the more that we can be aware that we're that our mind is taking us to someplace else, the more we can realize that it 's just our mind taking us to someplace else, so that for example, if I start getting worried that I'm answering you in a way that's not interesting or that what's going to happen when we're done with this iPod, this, 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 uh, this, this talk is going to be um, not interesting or that how I'm going to get home, it's going to take too long for me to get home and, and, and that's not interesting. What, what I can realize is those are just my thoughts and let's just come back. That's my thoughts running away and let's just come back to the reality that our thoughts are going to think what they think but that doesn't mean that we need to get caught up and get angry or anxious or worried about any of it. That helps us become 10% happier because it makes us less likely to be, to be insulted, or to be slighted, or to take personally what really is nothing that's about us at all. It's just other people being humans and being caught up in their own issues. So. Um, so you say Jay's like this, like Jay. What I'm saying is. <laughs> does I mean is Jay we, thinking like this? Can we go back? Do you want to talk about Jay for a second? Yeah, I do. I think Jay is one of is one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my, in my whole life. And you're laughing Funny at looking, that? Mean... No, I I think he's hilarious. And we all go to cousin Dave, and cousin Dave is absolutely hilarious. But I think because whenever I'm with Jay, with the red hair, cousin <laughs> Dave is there too. And cousin Dave is just such a presence of comedy. He, su- I think, he sucks the wind out of the room. I think Jay is Absolutely. just kind of there on the side, but I think I think Jay could I think Jay could be a comedian in his own right. We got to give him wings so he can fly. I think I think it's hard with cousin Dave because cousin Dave's so friggin' funny. But but I think I think Jay's right behind him or right there with him. I don't I don't mean to slight anybody. I just think the two of them are both
0: hilarious. The, the, I mean, is that is that horrible? I mean, I, honestly, I don't like either of them. Frankly. Yeah, well, they're not my cup of tea. But a lot, <laughs> but a lot of people seem no, to wait, like but them. But here's
1: the problem we have: if you want an audience, can we go? Can we go back to? Can we talk? Can we talk honestly? No, if you want an, not in this podcast. If you want an audience that's more than five or six people, <laughs> yep. that's more than Greg and Jay I just want and Greg. cousin Dave.
0: I'll take cousin Dave and Greg.
1: We need to we need to we need to speak about issues that transcend our little circle like, like, of friends who we love. Like what? I don't even know the answer. You're the you're the podcast interview I, guy. I don't know what I you want. You need to do some Why more am I homework. Doing this even? I mean, no one cares how I met Natalie. Then let me just. Go I back. care. I care. No, you care, but you don't need to broadcast this. I so think, we need to I figure something. No, we need to figure about out that acting class you, you took.
0: Look, we
1: need to <laughs> listen. Do you want to do a podcast for your five friends, or do you want to do something that
0: people care about? I, I don't know. I okay, don't well really let's know. figure this out. I'm getting texted by Dave right, right now. Yeah. Where, where, when are we getting to the bar? So, so let's <laughs> shut this down and let's just no, no agree. We're not ready we to have right
1: things now. to talk about. We have things to think about. Okay, we got we to gotta go to speed Last round. Last thing. Speed round. What is that? I don't even know what that is.
0: The speed round, we, I asked you. Can a I few, drink my tequila? I hope you do. Okay. I asked you a few questions. You, you answer quickly. A word if it's possible. A couple of sentences if you need it. Grateful Dead. Okay. <laughs> there you go. We never got the Jay guitar. with the red hair. <laughs> Natster. Okay, well, you might have answered one. Yeah. First question. Yeah. Among my friends, who do you find to be the most interesting? Interesting? Jesus. That's Gee, hard. Oh, Jesus is not one of my friends. I mean, I, mean, I like the guy. I mean, uh,
1: that's so hard. You want a quick, rapid answer? Yes. I'm going to go with Alfie. Why Alfie? Because Alfie, I don't know as much about as I do your other friends. So
0: he's interesting. In, in he's the,
1: interesting because he's an athlete and he's got history he's with a, he, you. He, he, uh, I was And and, and he's <laughs> he's got politics that lean like super way left. Yeah. And but you're pretty left too. Well, I'm pretty. Well, I think, you're very I left. think Alfie's left of me. Yes, he is. Um, I'm gonna. You might have thought that the answer would be Jay with the red hair or Never Cousin you, Dave, I, <laughs> but I'm gonna go Alfie. Okay, fair enough. All right. Only because
0: I don't know as much about him as I knew do the rest of your fellows. Tell me your two favorite parts of trips we've gone on since we graduated from college. Oh, boy. After
1: the uh, Britney Spears uh, <laughs> request at that fancy. Yes. At that. It could be like a New Orleans story or a Memphis. Oh, my or... goodness. My favorite parts. It doesn't have to be funny. It doesn't have to be about you. Okay. I'm going to no, say this. No, it doesn't have to be about me. I mean, um, it's Mem- always better if it's about Memphis me. is recent in mind. I'm going to say two things. I'm gonna say there's that there's that burger joint with the hundred year old grease. Well can you explain that real quick? What the hell was that place? Dyers? Dyer's. Dyers. They, I mean it's crazy what they do. They have grease that's more than a century year old. That's the secret recipe to them <laughs> to them deep frying their burgers. And anytime they change the according to the folklore, anytime they change their location They, like, hire an armed guard to move the grease from location A to location B so they can, you know, start where they last left off. It's crazy. Um, Absolutely crazy. So, I'm going to say Dyer's Burger Joint in Memphis. And I'm going to also say this. I I know that I was in love with Allison in New Orleans who played the um, washboard like it was nobody's business. May she rest in peace. But... Free World in Memphis 2 years ago Free World Whose birthday prompted us to go there was
0: it Jay with the right hair or Greg with the 2Gs
1: Why did we why were
0: we there I just find made everyone go I know No but know. it was
1: somebody's birthday
0: Was that, we always have to have a birthday but. Yeah it was
1: somebody's birthday Let me tell you that band is freaking my boy Blue on the guitar at that at that bar on Beale Street Let me tell you Absolutely, if you're going to ask me to like, if, if I thought for a half hour, I could probably come up with deeper, different memories. But I'm going to, for the moment, going to go with Free World on Beale Street in Memphis. That was awesome.
0: What did you think of you Graceland? When, did you enjoy that at all?
1: I did enjoy that. Not nearly as much as watching the deep fried grease of the burgers <laughs> or my man Blue play guitar at in the Free World Bandit on Beale Street.
0: Who's your favorite musician in New Orleans? Oh, boy.
1: After Alice, Al- Alive or dead? It doesn't matter. Allison. On oh, the, yeah, the watch After Allison? Yeah. Eric Benny Bloom, who plays the trumpet for Lettuce Horns because, f- frick, he's awesome. Have you seen Eric Benny Bloom play the trumpet?
0: I don't even know Look what that, that shit up. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're going to use like You're going to have
1: to, like, wipe that out. No. Look that up on YouTube. Eric Benning Bloom, Trumpet, Maple I, Leaf,
0: New Orleans. I thought you were going to go Big Al. I love Big Al. Who's Big Al?
1: We didn't support him in this time of need. Can we talk about that?
0: Yeah. We're going to end on this story. This Tell is, the story. It's a sad story. Wait, he died? Well,
1: he needed our help, and we, I don't think we helped him. Did he die? I don't know.
0: So what do you
1: think I don't is, know if Big Al is alive or dead. I don't right. know as we sit here right now. Who is Big Al? Big Al is a very big man. <laughs> it's it's funny, but it's true. Big Al is a very big man who plays at, I think it's called, is it the Blue the funky, Pirate? The Funky Pirate. A funky Pirate. On Bourbon
0: Street. On Bourbon Street. In New In the French
1: Quarter of New Orleans, which you and I have our issues here. Uh, you know I love you. But I also kind of hate you because <laughs> I think New Orleans is one of the best music towns. I, I it might, It's probably the best music town I've ever been to in my, my life. And you always make it very difficult to experience it because you're like all about the French Quarter and you're all about Bourbon Street. And I don't mean any disrespect to those cover bands or Big Al who's playing at the Funky Pirate on Bourbon Street. But, dude... There's some killer musicians playing in other venues, and it's hard to get out. So let me better than the Journey cover band. (laughs) The Journey, listen, I love the Journey cover band, but we got to get out and see other. So Big Al is is in the French Quarter on Bourbon Street. He weighs, I think, approximately 550 pounds, (laughs) which makes him ineligible for my 600 pound life. Um, But he, but he sings great, and he and he's an entertainer, and um, plays the blues. Um, and you
0: you called him at some point, didn't you? We did call him. No, no, not we. You. I did call him. So what happened? I called him, and I. I Wait, why didn't you call him? Like, well,
1: I called him because how do you
0: call a guy. Well, you, you even call
1: know? Big Al because somehow I figured out. Well. How did I call him? What was wrong with me? I figured out. (laughs) (laughs) Help me with it. See, this is why we're going to go back to square one. You should have prompted me with this. I I, would have
0: given some thought. I called you three times today. You were in meetings.
1: I'm I'm a a busy lawyer. I thought Big Al, I, I found out on his website that if you want to book him, he had a phone number. So so I called the phone number. I don't know that that's stalking. I called him and I said, and he answered. And I said, are you Big Al? And he said, yes, I'm Big Al. And I Hmm. said, I love you. And he (laughs) said, that's great. (laughs) I I don't know if he, did he say I love you too? I'm sure he did. So um, (laughs) I asked him if he, because what we wanted to do was make sure that he would be performing. When we were there. When we were there. Yeah. and
0: Because I've made you crazy with the itineraries, yes. That you have to always you're, know what we're doing.
1: You're a little bit controlling, <laughs> and so <laughs> what we found. But here's what we found out when we ultimately made it there. I think Big Al was dealing with heart problems and doctors. Yeah, and um I you're
0: 550
1: pounds, well,
0: you there, tend to have those problems. But there,
1: but there was a call out that I forget what a uh, 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 GoFundMe or something that said Big Al. Has uh, can use some funds. He needs a crane to lift him in. I don't think. Let me just say this. Issue. Can we be blunt? Yeah, please. I don't think we funded Big Al. I think Big Al or or his people said he needs help, and I think we said we're not. Interested or able to help you, oh, we, we, and may that no, may had that had a be di- a, a regret. We
0: had a no dialogue. I don't think we had a dialogue. Well, we, had, no a, we had a
1: dialogue internally amongst ourselves. We did. Yeah, well, you, me, I think you, me, and the rest of the group I might have been living my life. Can at I the say time. this? Yeah. Shame on us. Shame on us. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, Big we, Al needed us and we weren't there for well,
0: him. Let's call him tonight and we'll see if we can help.
1: All right, fair. I, I like that idea.
0: I think we should have that. Fester, thank, ha- thank you for having me. Lon, I would like you to give a shout out. To your family. Okay. Inclu- Say something na- nice about your daughter. Master,
1: I love you with all my heart. I hope you're uh, having a, a good business trip in California, which is why I'm here, by the way. Um, Danny, um, I hope you're home and having fun and, and not drinking alcohol or doing other bad things. Why? why? With, we, we Danny like had people over there. No, we don't. No, she's 15, Festival. Oh, oh, it's sorry, inappropriate. Sorry. Lauren, I love you, <laughs> and I hope you're having a great time. Tonight in college um, at Wash U. Can she, she can drink. Though. She can drink. Okay, She's not legal, but it's okay with me. To my sisters, I love you guys. And uh, excited to celebrate with all of you at Sarah's wedding in a few months. And mom and Neil, I love you guys too. And, and Lana and Alex, I love you too.
0: Well, There's well, a lot well, of family. Where do I cut it off? I have distant cousins well, I mean, who I, I don't want to have no, be no. insulted. I would cut out at Jay and Dave. So what Listen, do
1: you guys? Listen, Jay with the red hair. I hope you understand what I'm saying when I say that you're almost as funny as Cousin Dave. That's a big, big compliment. (laughs) Cousin Dave, I hope you appreciate when I say that your musculature is almost as good as Jay with the red hair. So I hope you both feel the respect and the love that I feel for the both of you
0: it's all about love it's all about love when when you get right down to it it's all about love i mean we should end with namaste right Right.
1: namaste Namaste. listen
0: may we all listen give a give a buddhist uh you know ending to this let's do that
1: listen may we all feel peace and love and peace of mind as we go through life it's difficult life is um but uh but with friends who care about us and with family who care about us, uh, life gets a little bit easier. Uh, peace and love, and uh, yeah, um, let's uh, let's stay friends um, and close with our family forever. At
0: least for a few more years. Or at least for a few more years. Yeah, yep.
1: Thank you, Fesser, for having me.